Mm-hmm. One of my um, teaching classmates, uh, uh, someone who wanted to be a future teacher, called me Kakibaka. Just mm-hmm. because because of what? I do not have the same belief as that person. I went through another discrimination, you know, get posted into a, a racist school. Can be said I've been through hell. But you know what? After growing up through discrimination, you tend to develop some resilience. They say, you know what? Discrimination. So what? I'm stronger than that. Hey everyone and welcome to the Academy Podcast with the number one international best-selling author and multi-award winning success and life coach, Camille Shah. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking this opportunity to grow together with me, Camille Shah, and my guests on this program. Each episode of the Academy Podcast is filled with insights and wisdom from my guests, which I believe can have a profound impact on the way we live our lives. Without further ado, let's dive in. Today, I'm super excited because I have a good friend of mine all the way from Malaysia. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly why this is super special later on. But before that, I'm going to introduce you to him. Yuvarajan Devandran is fondly known as Yuva, is a Jay Shetty certified coach who works with young adults between the age of 20 to 40. Having been subjected to discrimination in his previous workplace and learning institution, Yuva aims to help young adults navigate through the challenges of discrimination through his coaching. He does this through guiding his clients through shifting their mindset from a victim mentality to a victor mentality. Yuva is also a maths teacher with 10 years of teaching experience. Apart from that, he is also a doctoral candidate at University Malaya. Welcome, Yuva. Thank you, bro. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the beautiful, beautiful introduction. And first of all, I just want to say Malaysia Boleh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Malaysia Boleh. Yeah. As, as I mentioned in the um, introduction this is super special because uh, for the first time i have someone from malaysia and and as you know if you're joining in i was born in malaysia i grew up in malaysia so the, i guess the connection was there we we just um we just connected and a quick yeah. backstory before i bring in yuva to tell his story how did we uh, come about to to know about each other now um i was uh, a student at the jhet certification school and I noticed this particular person who always joined the um, interviews and was asking amazing questions uh, to um, uh, Medina, who is with the, the school. Now, I, I, got, I got intrigued. Who is this dude? He's, he's always on the, um, the interviews and asking really kind of poignant questions to the graduates. So I just decided, look, you know, I'm just going to contact him. You, you're always on the interviews and you ask these questions. So uh, we got talking and to, to my surprise, he, you know, Yuba is from Malaysia. That, that was it, you know, <laughs> I guess we just, we just connected from there. I'm going to let Yuva tell his story because uh, it's a really interesting one. So Yuva, if you can tell the story to the listeners and the, the viewers of your coaching journey. Thank you, bro. And once again, thank you for the beautiful introduction and beautiful backstory. Uh, well, I joined JSCS back in May uh, 2021, but the interest started way, way back. I, I can say it started um, ever since JSCS was being initiated, which is back in March 2020. And I even completed the pathway of, uh, okay, for, uh, for, 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 for the 
the information of the audience uh, of the podcast, uh, before someone can join GSCS, uh, enroll to GSCS, they have to go through a pathway certification, which is about, I think, three or four days or five days of courses. And once you already passed that pathway, you can be considered to join GSCS, but you need to be, you know, talk to an enrollment agent, enrollment officer. And I passed the pathway, um, um, I passed the pathway within five days. And, but then um, the one big stumbling block was uh, finance, finance, financial problem. Because like, um, for me, it's quite expensive and I, and I don't have the money to pay the fees. So I waited for one and a half month, uh, one and a half year, which is about almost 18 months. I saved money like wow. a bird, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And yeah, so eventually when I reached May, May 2021, I, I have enough savings. So immediately I paid my enrollment officer. So um, I need to give a big shout out to my enrollment officer, uh, Mr. Harit. Who, who has been super, super patient. I've never seen anyone, any guy who has patient as him, who is willing to wait for me for 18 months, not one or two months, mind mm. you, 18 months. 18 and he said, okay, I'm ready. I have the money. Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay, now, uh, uh, let's do this. And then he said, okay, let's do this. So the process was smooth, everything. And before before I know it, I'm already in GSES. And I, I feel happy because that this is one of the schools which I enrolled. And I don't have to undergo ragging. <laughs> you know what I mean, ragging? <laughs> ragging yeah, is like, yeah. you know, the, the seniors will you know will pin on the juniors. I don't face anything of that. In fact, everyone in GICS, whether whether they have joined for a year, over a year, or way earlier than me, they, they treat me like a family, basically. In fact, GICS, I would say in the Sanskrit term, is Vasudevaya Kutubakam, which means global family. The world is my family, mm. and JSCS is a perfect example for that. I love that story. Um, uh, for me, the, the key things that I picked out from your journey there, and, and we're just scratching the surface because this is only the yeah. surface. Uh, so, yeah. just from that, I, I, you know, I connect with the dedication and the vision that you had because you know uh, many people would have just said, "Look, you know, fine, you know, I, I don't have the money. That's it. You know, close and you know, move on to something else." But you were, you had the dedication and the de- determination, and patience to wait and you know save until and and both ways. Um, like you mentioned, Mr. Harith uh, was also patient and in, in terms of guiding you and um, and waiting for that moment. And again, I truly believe everything happens in time. Uh, so you sometimes you can't rush things. It takes it has to go through its natural course. And for you there, you've just mentioned it had to be 18 months. But look at you now, brother. Uh, you are wearing yeah. the Jay Shetty shirt and uh, you are a qualified, certified Jay Shetty certifi- certified coach. So congratulations. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. That that truly hearing that from you is even more special because I regard you as my super senior because you are the first batch of graduates and so uh, honestly bro I always look up to you I always look up to you throughout my journey in GSCS so I, I always look up to you and that way helped me to propel my progress to GSCS so thank you bro thank you so much I, I I'm you know I'm, I'm touched and, and humbled uh, for that and I, you know I, I can I can just say that I'm just like anybody else uh, just a, a person that just wants to help other people and that's what I you know that's what I'm doing with the podcast with all the work that I'm doing is the main aim is to help as many people uh, on their journey uh, and you know likewise you're doing the same with your coaching uh, as well Yuva 
You are. So just on, on that, uh, we mentioned about, in the introduction, we mentioned about, um, I, I guess, what can be considered a contentious topic that not many people would like to touch upon, and that is discrimination. Now, when you first mentioned to me that um, your niche, you know, we were talking about the niches of, you know, who, who, is, who are you serving? You mentioned this specifically, and um, it really got me intrigued because I haven't seen or heard anyone deal with that topic because I think because of that, because sometimes it is um, almost taboo to approach this topic in certain cultures, in certain societies, um, not many people are, are willing to first to speak up about it. And number two is to do something about it. Right. And you're doing both. You're speaking up about it and you are doing something about it. So I want to thank you for for doing this and and choosing the path that you are uh, you are on. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, like, thank you for your kind words. Bro. I mean, I believe that um, I believe that it is my calling to do this because uh, partly because uh, as growing up in Malaysia, being an Indian here, we are uh, Indians are minority here for the for the for the uh, information audience in, uh, of the podcast. Indians are like the minorities, uh, minority in Malaysia. So we group we face discrimination on daily basis. Uh, some maybe for some is milder, some is more heavier. But yeah, there is there is discrimination. So partly partly what fuel uh, my choice of niche is because of my experience. Um, growing up from from schooling days up to college days and even in workplace I experience discrimination on a daily basis so mm. that's why I choose this niche you know when we think about it globally um, it is not unique to you know to Malaysia or any other region I think globally there is this issue when it comes to discrimination you know it is prevalent it is still there you know I'm, I'm just thinking we're, we're still we're in the 20, 21st 21st century right now and um, when we talk about sports you know football there is that discrimination that I'm an avid football fan and to hear that not only on the stands but amongst players themselves there is this underlying tone of discrimination and most recently we talk about cricket, you know, in, in the UK, calling for uh, a more open and, you know, uh, I guess more open dialogue about it. Uh, whereas before it was hidden, it wasn't uh, taken seriously, but now it, it's taken a while. Now, there are many factors in this, which I, I, I you know, maybe I, you can share from your own experience. Why has it taken longer in certain cultures or, or countries to address this issue than than if you compare it to other places in the world? Oh, I mean, that is a very powerful question and also a very touchy-touchy question <laughs> because, yeah, it's very <laughs> sensitive. It's a very sensitive question. Yeah. Um, partly, in, in my opinion, partly is because politics. Politics, yeah. So um, many people, many politicians out there, I'm not talking about Malaysia, in general, in, gen- in general, I can say, they are vouching on you know racism or favoring a certain race just we are purely for um you know for appeasement you know appeasement of certain sectors certain sets of um, um of people for their vote bank so uh, politicians of obviously for 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 politician to you know to continue being a politician uh, politician uh, continue being uh, 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 maybe serving as an mp in a certain place they need vote and a simple way to get wood is to appease them by providing certain policies 
which is uh which is like um favoring a certain sect and also totally discriminating other other certain sect. I'm not I'm not going to say which is, but I think you got my point. So firstly, I'll say it's politics, and uh, secondly, because I think um ignorance. That's the main point, ignorance. Because uh, and it's kind of like sad like um there are many countries who have which have like multiple race, multiple uh, races with such a diverse community, diverse background. Some of them are just ignorant about um the other race, uh, rich uh, ritual, tradition, belief, religion, and they just say okay, okay, it, it, it's only my belief that matters. Other belief are other belief are secondary and are, and also like insignificant. So I'll say it's ignorance, which I think comes from lack of education. I'll say because uh, they um, they are being fed with um, the certain narrative, you know, through media, through television, through radio, social media. So it, it reminds me of the a famous Cherokee quote, the two wolves quote. There are two uh, according to the quote, there are two wolves. Once the the positive wolf and the negative wolf. Now the positive wolf um, has the thought of a uh, you know positive thought you know um, have hardworking um, um, you know caring loving um, ever ever positive post basically positive thinking wolf the bad wolf is like um, you know like you know violence hatred um, you know discrimination um, you know ignorance all the negative trait is on is on a bad wolf. So right now, what's the charity quote say? Uh, which wolf, which wolf be, uh, be, uh, will become more powerful? It depends on which one you feed on. If you feed on more on the good wolf, you will be positive. Mm, If you feed more that. on a negative wolf, you will be a negative person. You tend to do discrimination. Or you tend to you know sow the seed of seed of hatred. The the main thing is that um, which one is your choice? Do you want to feed on the good wolf or the bad wolf? That's a really powerful. Um analogy and then that, that story about the, the two wolves and you know the, the key thing i take from that is that there's always going to be the good and the bad uh the positive and negative yes. right uh yes. for for everything to, to to remain in in balance there is always going to be that you know even in um you know people sometimes you know, look at me oh, camille you're always positive and i said look i have bad days too you know <laughs> it's, it's part of being human that all the negative thoughts sometimes come and you know yeah. but the, the main thing is that if you're aware that you have the choice to choose which one like you say which one to feed the positive or the negative that's where the real change in your life happens because you are able to navigate as opposed to simply defaulting to the negative and i think that's a really powerful quote and and story to share with everyone so thank you for that yuba yeah yeah thank you so much bro um, b- before you ask the next question i would like to add up that uh, something you mentioned about um When you mention that when people mention to you you're, you're always positive that is also an issue as well because uh there's only recently i've heard a term called toxic positivity i was like whoa that just blow my mind toxic positivity i mean like ray yeah. then <laughs> i <laughs> i heard this term when i was looking uh when i was like viewing a tech talk by a south african researcher i forgot her name but i think the audience can just google tech talk toxic positivity you can just see in that talk so there she mentioned that um when you mention toxic positivity you you'll expect a person to be always positive always on the always on the sunny side always be you know always on the on the rainbow like unicorn always happy always jolly all that but they tend to disregard um the negative uh, so called negative emotion which are actually not uh, which are 
which are natural human emotion well uh, mm. in in sanskrit there's a thing called navarasa navarasa means the nine emotions of human being you know happy sad worry tension confused basically there are nine emotions so when you when you mention this nine emotions it has the perfect blend of positive and negative so you can't just say okay i'm positive i'm positive i'm positive that's wrong you have to consider the negative emotion because what makes a human being is the perfect blend of positive negative uh, positive emotion and the bad emotion so when you fuse them that makes a human being that's really yes. really powerful thank you for sharing that again it reminds me of uh, a few other things you know we talk about the yin and yang um you know yes. you can't appreciate the light if you don't have the dark so Correct. everything is in balance um yes. so what you mentioned about toxic positivity there is to ignore the negative completely whereas that's that's not going to help anyone it's yes. always going to be there but it's just how you deal with it that's the, the key thing that and also to understand that you have the choice you have the ability like you're going back again going back to that story about which one do you feed the positive or the negative you know the the good wolf or the bad wolf whatever you feed it grows there's a formula there right <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. formula yeah. whatever you feed it grows it's entirely up to you which one you want to feed i want to come back to a few things you you mentioned earlier on about ignorance now out of the two you mentioned about you know the political side and also kind of uh, the the ignorant side now uh, i'm i'm a big believer of the, the, the latter uh, as a means of on a day to day basis that we have the ability to control this realm more than the kind of i guess politics now some people are able to to jump to that level but on a day to day basis to dispel ignorance uh, at simple things and you know you talk about narrative that's a really important thing as well the narrative again we go back to i'm connecting the dots here you know yes, the narrative yeah. which one do you feed when you watch the news what what are you listening to what are you watching what are you feeding your mind if i can just give you a quick observation from my own point of view i've stopped watching the news i've stopped watching wow. the news I get my key information from key sources but all the other stuff I've just I've just stopped you know I used to remember just to sit in front of TV at 8:00 sharp to to watch the news that was an event that was an event that yeah. we would gather and to sit and watch the news a program and now when I look back and I'm I'm trying to kind of assess what are the key informations that I can take from here now I'm able to do that because you know I'm able to kind of understand okay that's important that's important I need to know that and that's it. Uh out of the 30 minutes, I probably take maybe two, you know, even a minute or two minutes so of the the 30 minute programming that's that's yes. on there because that's the the need to know information. Eventually it's a narrative. What what are you feeding your um your mind? Uh and I'm a, I'm a big believer of this. You know, you become what you feed uh, your mind. Again, good wolf, bad wolf. Uh so you by if you don't mind sharing you know what kind of discrimination did you uh receive and how did that influence you to become a a coach okay so honestly my primary school was awesome like because that time you know like you think everyone's the same well well maybe they have different different beliefs but you know all the same we're all kids so we have we we have a great time i i think i have a wonderful childhood but when it come to secondary school things starts to turn a bit sour uh, that's where i felt my first discrimination was like you know in form 1 which is 13 years old which is the first level of um, first level of um, uh, secondary school where um, <laughs> they have 
they started to enforce that every um, an entire class consists of a certain race. I'm not sure if it's this, but I'm thinking you know what I'm talking about. And the the not the other, which is the non the non the, the the nons will be pushed to other class. So normally during so when when I entered, uh, the first class which is supposed to be reserved in the top student UPSA, and I don't want to brag, but I'm a top student UPSA. I'm I'm a, I got five days for my UPSA. I'm a top student in my school, so I felt that I should be in the first class. But then uh, due to the system, they say, okay, uh, they okay. Uh, so now we will, we will have the first class to be only a certain this this phase. So any nons, despite their um, good achievement, will be pushed to second class. Why? Because we have the system which will um, pursue this. Then after that, when someone like you know um, brought up an issue in the mainstream level, they start go panic. They start to go panic. They start to panic, and they say, okay, fine, let's just drop the issue and just let us cover the less. Drop the drop the system and cover up this thing. So basically, it's a massive cover up. So it was that was the first discrimination which I experienced. Eventually, I managed to enter the first class after some months <laughs> after the issue got brought up. <laughs> then that was that was mild. But the the main one was after my during my SPM results. You know, um, there was a subject called English and Science Technology, which is the subject is even easier than the English paper itself. The triple one nine paper. Um, I was super. I was like, uh, I'm not. I'm not so confident, but I, I was very confident because uh, I will ace the paper, not just pass, ace the paper. Because for my trial, because because uh, it's a normal where people when normally they do the public examination, they have a trial. For the trial, I have I acquired ninety two over hundred. <laughs> ninety two over hundred, and wow. when I did when I <laughs> thank you when I did the actual examination. I felt the exam was even easier in a trial, mm. so I was I was pretty confident. I'm going to ace the paper. I was saying, okay, that's it, A one, A uh, A with the aggregate of one. But when I get the results, I was shocked. I they gave me a B, and I even mm. you know discussed. I discussed the uh, paper with my teacher. They say, no, no, no. You are you are you are a student. You are a student. This 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 grade is wrong. You should you know um, reject the grade. So I paid the money at the check the grades, and guess what? They refused to give me B. Initially, they gave me B four. They give me an increase to B three. They refused to give me A. And then mm. I don't. I I well, I do not want to you know discriminate someone or a person. I have a person in my. I have a friend in my class who can't speak a word of English, who can't speak a word of English, and he she ended up getting A A one. For the paper, oh wow! <laughs> and and then she went on to get uh, matriculation, and then she's she's a lawyer right now, a lawyer. So that felt okay. That felt okay. I felt really down, but you know, I just okay, fine. I have I, I have quite a good grade. So I thought the problem ends there, but no, that's 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 just the beginning of problem. To apply to colleges is a big trouble for me. It's a big issue for me because despite getting a good grade, I I, I eventually ended up what it is in two Bs from SPM. I oh, didn't wow. get I didn't get any um any scholarship. Well, I know scholarship is a bit perfect, but I just applied. I didn't get any scholarship. I didn't get any offer into matriculation. I didn't get any offer into any local um, institution. So basically, I got stuck because these are the three core pathway. 
to enter after you complete your secondary education. And I didn't get any en en enrollment in any of the three, despite getting a quite a commendable grade. So um, I have no choice. I did uh, upper six. I, I did form six in my school, which is not advisable because the form six, the teachers, the quality is not that good. Then um, eventually, um, I, my family did what uh, normally what uh, other Indian family will do, you know, break the bank, use up all the savings, and also admit, uh, you know, and enter enter me into private private um, institution somewhere in Malaysia. Uh, but the problem is, um, just a year before, uh, my brother passed his SPM, also faced a similar thing. He didn't get matriculation, he didn't get scholarship, he didn't get any placement in local institution. So, my parents, uh, my parents, to be honest, they are not rich. They are just um, a, a normal government working in the government sector. So they have some savings and they pump up most of the savings to send my brother and to enroll in the institution. So when my turn comes, and I also didn't get any enrollment in the in the colleges, uh, I was supposed to go to there. But that's where that where the that's where the problem hits. Like financially, like my parents are unable to send me there. So basically, my parents pray hard pray really hard, you know, like we talk to the minister, minister level, try to find a vacancy, even for teaching, bro, even for this teaching job, I only managed to apply after four rounds of appeal. I repeat, four rounds of appeal. Wow. See? And despite, and despite I'm having A1 for my, both my ad, additional maths and modern maths, I only managed to get this course only after four rounds of appeal, mm. which means which means that I entered the course three months late. So three all these late. are no con effects. Have no con effects. Absolutely. And after even after entering the course, it just get worse. You know, being being the uh, only Indian guy there and the one who think differently. Um, I was being marooned. I was being isolated. So. I, yeah, it's just like, you know, a bullying um, habit there. It's like a bully. It's, it's like a, basically the majority bullying the minority. And I felt it really, really bad. One of my classmates, mm -hmm. uh, one of my um, teaching classmates, uh, uh, someone who wanted to be a future teacher called me Katibaka. Just mm -hmm. because, because of what? I do not have the same belief as that person. Somehow I, I you know, and then after that, I went through another discrimination, you know, get posted into a, uh, into a, a racist school, um, all this thing, all the stuff I went, let me say I've been to hell, I've been to hell. But, you know, I survived and now I'm a teacher, I've been working for 10 years right now. Mm, well, I do have some discrimination, I do face some discrimination here and there, but you know what, after growing up through discrimination, you tend to develop some resilience. They say, you know what, discrimination, so what? I'm stronger than that. Wow, powerful story, uh, Yuva. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just speechless, speechless at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, to to have gone through what you have gone through and all the kind of the setbacks, the hurdles. I'm, I'm truly grateful that you are now here and being able to to be the catalyst for that change that you want to see. At what point 
was the, the the turning point for you? Okay, it was during um, well, teachers before be, the training teachers they have to go through a, a, a certain period called practicum. You know, practicum is like teacher teaching uh, teachers in training. You know, they get posted. Uh, they they learn the trade of teaching. Uh, what you must do as teacher, being a Hindu, being a Hindu, um, cow is a sacred animal for us. It's not just animal. We we regard cow as mother. That's why we call cow ko mata. Ko mata. Mata means um, mata means mother. Ko means um, a second second or I can say um, something like a mother. So we regard cow not just an animal but as a mother. Why we regard as a mother? Because they give us milk. Just like how a mother breastfeed its baby, cow gives milk to human being. That's why we regard them as mother. And it was during one festival. Uh, basically, they slaughter a cow in front of me, and I can't take it. Um, I I felt really disturbed. I walk out of school, and the next day I got reprimanded by the headmaster of the school um, for neglecting my duty. They just simply watch up a charge and see you're neglecting duty, so yeah, you 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 are you reprimander, you need to do stuff. I think that was the final draw. It was like I believe, I believe like everyone has their own belief. And they uh, and I believe and I believe that everyone should respect other people's belief. Uh, there's no and there's no any other superior or you know um, inferior belief. Everyone has their own belief and respect and therefore they should be respected. And that was not there. That mutual respect of, uh, and I get you know, like you said about uh, the ignorance, um, the, the the idea that, and sometimes people, even though they know, turn away from from that. And again, yeah. it boils down to the ignorance, and this is something that you're trying to change by educating people. Because I believe the very basis of um, to, the very basic step to overcome ignorance is education. Education. Ignorance is darkness. Uh, education is light. So you you are you are trans, trans, transitioning from darkness to light through the process of education. Because you learn through process of education, you learn something, and you get a better understanding. And therefore, you are no longer ignorant. Wow, very very powerful there. Thank you for sharing that. From your, the people that you are coaching and helping out, what seems to be the prevalent narrative that they are are facing when they come to you. Well, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not sure whether it is uh, it is it is written or or is this like basically um, planned or <laughs> I'm not sure it's pre-planned. I'm not so sure. But most of my clients happens to be Indian because maybe partly because I'm Indian, so maybe I can connect more to them. Um, yeah. So when you're talking about um, Indians, they have a certain belief. I don't say belief. It's like a um, false belief, false belief. Like you know, remember one even Jay mentioned himself that um, I got three choices: either you're a doctor, lawyer, or a failure. <laughs> so it it pretty much applies in here as well. Yeah. Because um, either guys will go, will either guys will strive 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 hard to be a doctor or either businessman, and lady and the girls will go either be either some become doctor as well, but more to lawyer. So this these are the cream de la cream careers or or the choice of most um, most Indians, which is doctor and lawyer and also business as well. So when whenever they see Indians doing some other courses, they are even teaching as well. They are regarded as a failure. 
So um, so some, for example, some uh, many of my clients are in the corporate section, and also like um, they have been they have been discriminated by their bosses of of certain things. I'm not saying which one. Uh, discriminated in a way of like you know they work their you know they work they work very hard. They work their socks off, but in the end they didn't get the the perks you know like a promotion or a salary or a salary raise or even a holiday and while others of a, while others get the get the perk so this is one one of few simple example of discrimination happen at at first they feel they felt it but they feel helpless because they are stuck normally uh, bro discrimination happen when the people in authority they put their power on the 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 minorities or the or the people of, of different different race for their own benefit it's like or, or in simple english word manipulation power manipulation manipulation power because they they just fail to understand fail to understand what is the true need of a certain you know not just certain race a certain community or so or even an individual who are in the workplace or in the institution they just simply whitewash it they just like, cover it with a blanket or if you know what i mean and just simply say okay everything is fine everything is good so nothing doing no further action so that's the prevalent term i can see from all my clients hmm that's really interesting it seems that there is like you're saying a, a, a kind of a certain narrative that's that's there now moving forward how do you coach someone who you know for example a client that comes along and says you know i i i'm facing discrimination i don't know what to do i need to go to work i need to get my work done and um but you know there seems to be this glass ceiling um and i'm not getting along with my coworkers so generally what what tends to be the outcome that you're seeing from from being able to coach your clients yeah that's thank you thank you for asking a very good question you know bro let's be blunt to overcome racism you can't put it on on, on a single person it's just too much overwhelming you need a you need a government to do that by enforcing certain policies to eradicate uh, discrimination um so you need a government for that but what my role as a coach is work on on the individual level you know work on their you know work on them especially people who have been victim of discrimination either by race or gender uh, you know it's like uh, to shift their mindset because uh, to shift their mindset from a victim mindset to a victor mindset now what do i actually mean by that um, normally when people have been have been subjected to discrimination they felt stuck Yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, they felt stuck. They stuck in the glass ceiling. Mm. They got no one to talk to, and they 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 feel they they know that. And even some, even some, they didn't know. They didn't realize they've been discriminated because mm. uh, they've been fed from. Maybe they've been taught from small. Okay, uh, this is this is this is the way. This is the system. We have to go through it. Uh, there's no way out of it. Uh, which I think maybe goes back to maybe parenting or maybe mm. like being taught by the community. Say okay, is this it, is it's a narrative again. Yeah, being 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 you know pro, uh, projected by the community. Say okay, this is a system we have need to need to go through it. It's not another way of it. So um, what my role here is is to shift their mindset to say wait, there is a way out because mm. I believe, bro, any problems has a solution. In mm. fact, every problem is a solution hidden in it. Wow. Okay. Every problem has a hidden solution in it. You just have to, you know, take a little tweak here and there, shift the shift the thinking. You know, 
because I, uh, I think it's a quote by Einstein by saying that you cannot solve a new problem. You cannot solve a problem by having the same mindset that mm. created the problem. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. So this is where my rule, my rule is. First, I will, I will you know, gauge their consciousness because I believe the first step for any client, for any person who are being subjected to discrimination is to be conscious, to be aware they are being discriminated. Mm. Because some of, some, of them, some of them, they are like, they are like you know, goldfish in the aquarium. When people telling them they have been discriminated, but they say, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just going through a system, I'm getting paid, I'm good, I'm good. Well, well, well people talk bad about me, but I'm fine, I'm fine. So this, this attitude of I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine attitude mm. is no good. So It's it going is, back to what you said just, just now about the toxic positivity where yes. you convince yourself that there isn't a problem, but there, the problem is right in front of you, Correct. that you talk yourself and, you know, sometimes you have to deal, you have to feel the emotions, you know, why I, I don't feel comfortable with this, yeah. feel it in order. Yeah. And then uh, the solution, like you say, the solutions in the problem. Yes. As I say, the, for a problem, for every problem, the solution is in the problem itself. So all you need is just a shift of mindset. So um, going back to the first and the first step, which I say, making the client, making the person be aware they are being discriminated. Well, they might realize that uh, they might realize that okay, there's something off here. But they tend to cheat themselves. They say, okay, okay, this is fine, this is fine. Everybody goes through it, so I can go through it. This is a norm. Well, a biggest crime, which I say here, biggest crime happening here. People believing that discrimination is a norm. It is not a norm. It is wrong. Plain, simple as that. Well said, well said. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying there. Um, being aware that it exists, it is still there. And yeah. I think that's the only way that we can, you know, we go back to the idea of narrative, the, the, yeah. um, the ignorance. That's yeah. the only way it can, uh, we can start to tackle the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that, bro. So, yeah. So, after the person have been aware that being, they are being discriminated, the next step is you know, to, to gauge their level, their level of understanding of the issue. Like, um, yes, now they are being aware they're being discriminated. What, what is their feeling? How do they feel? And then how is their thinking level? So this is a second level, gauging, gauging their thinking level, the level of emotion. Thirdly, is that to have a full understanding of the issue. You know, the root cause. So this is where we go really deep. Maybe, maybe it goes all the way to um, majority of my clients say uh, it has a trauma from childhood or trauma from schooling days and it just developed over time into adulthood. So that's the one I can say. And lastly, once they have discovered, discovered the root cause, which is, which is normally, as you said, is now from the false narrative being projected on them from small, is to undo their, their thinking. They're thinking, okay, this is norm. This is norm. This is uh, what, what they're supposed to do. No, it's not. So once they have go to the consciousness, gauging the level of emotion and to have a full understanding of the issue, the next step is more like problem solving. How they need to change the narrative that they're currently, uh, you know, being exposed to. So once they change the narrative, it's, uh, it starts with the self. Because like you can, you can change the external environment, but if the self in, within themselves, they don't want to change, then nothing's doing. 
you still go back to a you still go back to the vicious cycle of discrimination and you're doing nothing of it so so the first thing is that they need to have a positive dialogue within themselves so the first the, so the first thing they have to say is i love myself the self love need to be there so i believe person who has self love will not willingly expose themselves to being discriminated i completely agree with that um and it goes back to what you mentioned about awareness self love and awareness to me are very very interrelated with one yeah. another so that's the first step first they have to love themselves i don't think any sane person now i i, I don't say by insane person i'm not by sane any sane person <laughs> who love themselves will not willingly okay okay uh, people people are talking bad about me people are putting me down people are treating me like that they will not they will not let that they will voice out so that's the first thing self love is important number 2 is a positive mindset you know um, there are many books out there uh, art of thinking positive positive thinking for thinking so you need to yeah positive thinking that might take some time because like in, you need time to you know to reframe to reframe your mindset so second um, now normally people can do that by journaling you know affirmations and also some you know um, changing the routine for example so just now you mentioned about you know watching the news right so it's interesting when you, when you mention the word news if you stick each letter n e w s actually the word news is a abbreviation of north east west and south do you notice that Hmm. Interesting. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, the main purpose of news is to provide information happening from north, east, west, and south, four corners of the world. Wow. But what do we see now is just a narrative. You know, a narrative to fulfill a certain, certain agenda, certain narrative, certain topic. So it. So over time, news have become. Uh, not like news, <laughs> you know. If you know what you know what I mean. As I said, the uh, after they have gone through consciousness, gauge their level of emotion, have a full understanding of issue, get the root cause, and and I say this now. Firstly, they have to self love, positive thinking, and then thirdly is try to uh, find a solution for where they are. It's not might not be a final solution, but at least to. make them feel a bit better make them feel in control because for me one of my key strategy here is for client is to to um, write down the list within their circle of control and beyond their control i want to ask you a logical question now for example um if you have a choice uh, if you could list down the things things within your control and things beyond your control which do you think is much more nearer to you is it things within your control or beyond your control I think you know straight off uh, things that I can control that's something that I know I can do. <laughs> yeah, um why why do you say so? I think because uh again going to narrative is um something that I know I I can do and I've done it before. So I guess you know going back to the experience that you know I can control this because I know how to manage it. Um, exactly. So naturally, the ten- tendency is to to go towards something that I, you know, I'm familiar with. Yes. So it's empowering, right? It's very mm. empowering just to listen. That okay, I I got this. These things are within my control. I can do something about this. Now, 
from um, I notice a trend from all my, most of my clients, they tend to focus more on the things beyond their control. So mm, as you say, when yeah, so as you say, when people focus things beyond uh, be, uh, things within their control, they feel empowered. Now on the opposite, in the, op- in the in the opposite, when they focus on things beyond their control, they feel helpless. They feel mm. stuck. They feel there's nothing I can do. Yeah, because common sense because they are focusing on things beyond their control they have they have no say they got nothing they can they can't do anything and they just put their mind their mind energy and resources towards the things beyond the control so this is where this is where i i meant about shifting the mindset you know focusing on things within their control and normally i can say uh during the activity when they write down the list of things within their control and beyond their control the the list within a control is much more longer than things beyond the control. <laughs> it's just a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the key thing is to get a coach like yourself uh, to unpack that. Um, yes. Again, why I'm, I'm mentioning that to get a coach uh, like yourself uh, is that even for myself, you know, it helps to have a coach because the coach is there not to tell you what to do. The coach is there to guide right. you with specific tried and tested tools. The work is being done by yourself. You already have the answers. I truly believe Absolutely. that in any, yes. every single person, the answers are there, but you need a coach to become that soundboard, to ask the, the, you know, the questions sometimes, and I go back to this, sometimes the questions that we are afraid to ask ourselves because we don't want to find out, right? Um, so the coach is there to, to prompt these things. And like you're saying that, that revelation happens when you start to write down these things and say, wow, I actually have a lot of things in front of me that I can, I can start doing right now. Um, I don't have to wait until whenever to, to achieve all these big things, which I don't have control over. I can start right now with these small things. Absolutely. Yes. So so you see, bro, when when this when a, when a person see the list of within their control, which a long much more longer list with, uh, compared to the list of beyond their control, uh, it makes them makes them feel you know relief because okay, I have more things which within my control and there's something I can do about the body. And number two, it gives them power empowerment, which is something what a victim cries for and something which you don't get don't get and didn't get when they're being discriminated so when you feel empowered you have some you, you can do something you can do something you have a watch you can do something to overcome this issue so yeah so this is why i'm very pressing on um listing down things within the control and beyond the control so it's mainly because purely to empowerment that's really powerful thank you for sharing that um because again if, if you're listening to this um that, that's a there's a clear reason why coaches are useful you know a lot of people don't uh you know some people have you know from my conversations have a slightly challenging feeling about getting a coach but here it is it's it's the you know here's the explanation why to have a coach is to actually get clarity to allow you to get clarity which sometimes is challenging when you're trying to to resolve the issue by yourself that sense of empowerment that's where for me again what the way that you've you've explained it is mm-hmm. where you start that transformation, where you understand, I can control X, Y, Z, which yeah. previously I wasn't focusing on. I was focusing on the things that I couldn't control. 
Yeah, you mentioned a very interesting word, clarity, because that is what my client longing for. I mean, um, I mean, or oh, not just not just my client, but people who are going through discrimination, they want the clarity. They want to know where to go next. So this is where mm. the coach fits the role perfectly. So to put it into chrono, uh, into chronological example, um, let's say you're driving from Kuala Lumpur to uh, Kuala Lumpur to Melaka. Now, without a mm. GPS, and let's say you are a beginner driver, you might take a wrong road. You might end up in Ipoh. Which is not mm, completely <laughs> so, the, the so, opposite direction. If you know Malaysia, it's completely and going. Malacca is south, right? South yeah. KL. So this is where a coach has the function like a GPS, a global positioning system. So the coach will be like a GPS to guide the client, but still, even though it's like the client still do the driving, it's not the coach drive the client. The client still drive the car, but the coach being the guide. As a GPS to navigate, to help the client navigate, to reach their goal, to reach where they want to be. Mm, I love that narrative, that that description uh, of you know comparison between the coach and you know your journey uh, and the role of the coach in in getting you to your journey destination, not not to misguide you, you know, going up north to Ipoh, but actually getting you to your destination to Melaka. Yeah. So thank you for for explaining that, uh, Yuva. While you were talking there, I got reminded to an old old uh, film uh, by the late P. Ramlee. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've pro- you've probably seen this. You know, I I grew up on all these uh, these yes. films, and uh, I think P. Ramlee is one of the the, the treasures of uh, of the country because uh, his film, if you really watch and sit and watch, it actually tackles a lot of the prevailing issues uh, at the time but still prevalent now the way that the, the film is being portrayed is is a, is a comedy mm-hmm. within the the within the comedy there is i guess big issues being tackled and one of the films is about uh these three characters called bujang lapo and i think it was pendekar bujang lapo right yeah. Bujang lapo. Yeah. and this one particular scene while you were talking i i my mind went back to this particular scene and it was a scene where all three of them were actually reciting affirmations their their village was being bombarded or kind of raided by um a group and these three characters were sitting and just saying they were saying choba and choba and which is uh, you know <laughs> over and over again so choba and means test this is just a test so but they were completely oblivious to the fact that this is the fact that the, the the village was actually being raided but instead of doing something about it or addressing the the main issue that's right in front of them they went for me if i relate back to it is this toxic positivity uh where you're 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 convincing yourself there isn't an issue but the issue is there and i remember all these other characters the lady the 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 father and everyone came and tried to kind of tell them we're being we're being raided and they they, they were just in this trance of there's no problem there's no issue almost in a state of denial so this is understanding that being aware of what is the current situation yeah. here that starts the, and I can't remember how they got out of that trance. I think uh, Piramli himself came and I don't know, shook them. And that was interesting for me because apply that global issues right now, you know, there are yes. certain areas where we're kind of thinking, well, there's not an issue. 
Well, actually there is. It's right there in front of your face. We talk about the environment. We talk about discrimination. A lot of these things are real things. Um, yes, so absolutely. that's why I really enjoy his films because they were tackling big, big issues uh, at a time yeah. where it wasn't talked about. But now yeah. you're actually seeing the relevance and significance of those issues. Absolutely. And honestly, I have a big, big respect to the late Tansri Pridamli. And he's truly a visionary actor, way, way ahead of his time. Well, there are some of his movies, well, you see, I'm not sure it's true or not. Some of his movies, like, kind of like predicting what happened, what is happening currently. So it's a bit like a Nostradamus, if you, if you, if you see mm, it. But yeah. that could be a topic of a different podcast altogether. So, so going, back, going back to the coaching <laughs> part, I think I truly agree with what you say. People, they see there's an issue, but they fool themselves and chose to deny the state you mentioned a very strong word state of denial they deny themselves mm. they are they are they are having trouble they say okay i'm fine uh okay okay i'm fine um as long as long i got i got money i i i get paid i don't mind people stamping on my head <laughs> i don't mind people sitting mm. on my on my on my head i don't mind i don't mind it's okay it's okay it's okay so when you when you have this attitude sorry the state of denial so you have denied yourself the opportunity to be empowered because you are you are denying yourself you're having an issue there mm. is an issue but and you are, when you're denying it you're denying yourself the opportunity to come out of it to be to take control of the issue so this is why the state of de, uh, being de, to deny that's the issue in the first place is a very dangerous thing is a slippery slope. So that's why in my coaching, in my coaching, I will tell my clients like um, try to you know navigate them from away from state of denial and focus on the issue because because state of denial honestly, well, it may feel good in the short term, but it doesn't serve them long term. Well, powerfully said, uh, um, Yuva. As you as you mentioned back in my introduction, I'm a math teacher, so I'm teaching maths for. Uh, Primary, I know, mm. yeah, from children for years, seven years old to twelve years old. So there, every topic we have the the chapter subtopic, which is normally the final subtopic for every chapter in maths, which is problem solving. Mm. Problem solving. Mm. So in problem solving, we uh, we refer to the famous model called the Polya model of problem solving. So this is where I tell uh, tell the student, okay, let's meet Uncle Polya. <laughs> Uncle Polia, <laughs> Uncle Polia suggested the four steps for problem solving. The first step is understanding the problem. Okay. Mm. Second step is devising a plan. Uh, the, the third step is you execute the plan. Well, normally people say, okay, execute the plan. I got the, I, I got, I got the product. Good. Let's go. It's, it's all done. No, you're not done. The fourth is you have a fourth step, which is check back. You should check. You should, you know, look back, see mm. where you progress. So the four steps is very important. You need to understand the problem, which I already explained earlier. You know, you need to be Just aware you're being awareness. awareness, exactly. And secondly, is to devise a plan. This is where you try to identify the root cause. Um, because I believe anything happen has a root cause. So I it's like it's like this, bro. Um, let's let's make it simple for everyone to understand. Let's say there's a fire in your room. You have a, a fire extinguisher, and which do you think is easier to put out when you put the when you spray the fire extinguisher towards the root of the fire or towards the outer layer of the fire? Which one do you think? Well, to to make sure that the fire goes out completely, it's the is the root exactly. So similar to this issue, 
if they identify the root cause, the root cause, they are able to able to devise a plan to come out of it. No, basically, it's like some many people out there they just treat the surface level of trouble. Um, you know, treating the problem at the surface level is like putting bandit plaster on your wound. Well, it covers the wound, but then after maybe you scratch the skin, it gets wounded and you get bleeding again. Hmm. But when you do, when you go to the root cause, you go beyond skin lab. You go, you go skin deep. It's like to deal with the issue at the very fundamental level, the very root level. So that might take time, but it gives a more lasting effect. The third step or the third step of the plan is execute. So once you have got the plan, it's about executing it. So when I say execute, I'm talking about habits. You mm. should, you know, um, get a, a, a routine of positive habits because I believe change, I believe change because we are talking about changing the mindset, you know. So change doesn't happen overnight. It never, it never will be. Change doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. So when in in order to get change over time, you need to have a good routine, a good habit. Okay. So this is part of the plan. Executing a plan by by inculcating a positive habit, which is like you know writing affirmation, um, you know journaling, meditation, um, having a positive thought you know all these things habit okay and then after some time with the habit you have a more you have a clarity over the issue and you you think that you're already over it the the final step is check back check back okay so when you check back you look back at how much you have progressed since you started now steve jobs a very uh, steve jobs in a very famous speech says you cannot connect the dots looking forward you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm, really interesting there. I, I I love that. I love that quote. Um, we're talking about reflection, right? And looking back yes, and seeing, you know, what went well, what didn't work, and how can we learn from that? So I think in order to move forward. Yes. Yeah. Because I believe that, um, I believe when someone reflect on their journey, they will feel, okay, I've gone through a lot. Because, I think it's I think it's human nature, you know. When they when they have reached a certain level, they don't have the tendency to look back. They feel so comfortable being at top. So that's where the you know the the tenden- the tendency to be lenient, you know, to be start to lazing off. So that that's that that's very dangerous because when they start to lazing off, they might go back to go back to the old problem. So to prevent that, they should look back how much they progress. So. By doing that, when they reflect how much they progressed since they've started, it gives them a sense of achievement. Okay, sense of achievement. So okay, well, I say, wow, in the past I used to think that I can't I can't do it, I'm I'm stuck, I can't do anything. But hey, look now, I'm I'm doing I'm doing something which I love and I'm being in control of my life. I have clarity in, in my life purpose. And yeah, and I and I love what I'm and I love this current situation. I would like to continue doing it. So when you have this sense of achievement, it gives them a further boost, a further motivation for them to remain in this level. Because they know once they go back to the old to the to the old level, it's basically the same vicious cycle again of discrimination. Really interesting take on 
what you teach in school, but also the application of it in, in coaching terms. And I think you're in a very, very unique position because you are, like you're saying, you teach maths to um, uh, primary at primary level. And I think that's a really key thing there where yes. um, you are able to teach, not only teach the subjects, but teach about self-love, um, you know, empowering children from from early on which again when i'm thinking when i went to school this was never there it was okay yeah. you have the subjects but you didn't know anything about how to love yourself feel empowered pretty much most of, most of the time you would feel that you know you are sorry my 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 daughter is hello you want to come say hi to uncle <laughs> hello you see say hi to uncle hi hi Anna, <laughs> Yeah. Hi, Hannah. How are you? <laughs> okay, Hannah, you're going to go to bed? Yeah. Okay. Say bye to uncle. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> but we'll see you later, okay? <laughs> okay. Sleep first. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Sorry. What, what was I saying there? I was talking about being empowered. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, for example, you know, like Hannah just coming in, I, um, if, if uh, again, if I, if I was thinking, if I was um, at her age growing up, I, I would be, you know, just shouted at, but I, I don't want to do that because I want to empower her, to allow her to say, look, it's okay. And this is where I think you're in a very unique position because you're able to do that with the, the kids that you teach. And, yes. um, you know, very, very unique. So thank you for, again, thank you for going on your journey because again, the amplification is that you are able to, not only guide your clients, but also guide these school children. Again, I'm, yes. I'm so excited to see where, you know, when they grow yeah. up, uh, yeah. how empowered they're going to feel because of what you're doing to, yeah. in, 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 for yourself. But in, in fact, it's actually for them. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, thank you so much for the, for the kindness, bro. I mean, I believe, bro, when I signed the agreement to become a teacher, I believe I'm teaching not not just Malay children, not just Indian children, not just Chinese children, not just Daya or Kadazan children or Orang Asal children, the, the, which is the Aboriginal in Malaysia. I'm teaching the future leaders of Malaysia who stop. I don't see, I don't see no. my people by color, by belief, by religion. I am teaching the future leaders of Malaysia. These are the this generation are going to be leaders where my children will live and thrive here. So therefore, it's my responsibility to create, to know, to inculcate good values in the future leaders so that they can drive the country for a better, as a better place for my children to live in. That's 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 my true that's my true belief as a teacher, as my my role as a teacher. Well, I salute you, um, Yuva, because again, it's 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 very challenging to find. People like that uh, nowadays. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful because slowly, one, one, one life at a time, we are doing this and we are influencing, and you're doing that as well. Uh, so yeah. I, I salute you and thank you for uh, doing what you do. Well, um, thank you so much, bro, for the kind words here. But well, I can say teachers themselves are being discriminated in Malaysia, but that is a different topic altogether. We can talk it some other time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But now going back to this thing, yeah, I believe. Like any anything, anything that you should, if you want to work on something, start early. 
because I I believe there's a Malay proverb here. It's melentuk buluh biarlah dia rebung. That means like if you want to bend, if you want to bend a tree, you start from the shoot, the shoots. Hmm, absolutely. You have to start young. Uh, it, I mean, it's not to say that later on you can't. You know, the, 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 there is progress can't be made, but it's much much yeah. uh, easier if you start early. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, Yuva, we uh, this is just flown by. I I I don't think we feel. I, I don't feel that I've even started talking about <laughs> about us yet. But it's gone <laughs> past the hour mark, and I'm yeah. you know I'm just so enthused by this conversation that I'm having with yeah. you. Um, there's so many things that I want to talk about. We have to definitely do this again. You're you're such an inspiration to many people, uh, and I want to thank you for doing what you do, for being there. Uh, for people who feel that they don't have a choice, they don't have an outlet or an avenue or someone to guide them. So you are that person. Uh, and I want, again, want to deeply down from, from the bottom of my heart. So thank you for, for your efforts and what you're doing. Thank you so much, bro. Because uh, thank you so much for the kind words again. Because I believe everyone always have a chance. They always have a chance. It's about their own mindset. It's about their own thinking. Uh, are they willing to do the work or are they willing you know themselves to become the victim and remain as a victim so the choice is in their hands as i said earlier in the in the interview the a problem is a solution hidden in it wow perfect 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 you are before we go how can people get in touch with you okay um okay well you can be in touch with me i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin so instagram you can just at uh, you can just find at yuvarajan88 uh, Facebook you can find my full name Yuvarajan Devindran yep I'm a son of my father so I'm going to put my father's name there <laughs> and then uh, uh, LinkedIn also the same thing Yuvarajan Devindran yep and also um, I also have another Instagram page for my own podcast which is called Knowledge Worth Sharing which is also on Instagram and Facebook Instagram is at Knowledge Worth Sharing underscore YD And Facebook, just find Knowledge Worth Sharing by Yuva Rajin. You can find me there. Yeah. Excellent. And we haven't even talked about your podcast and the other the other things that we'll you know that you've just yeah. mentioned there. We've kept yeah. that a secret. So <laughs> so maybe next next session we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll put all the description in the um, episode today, so you can find it in in the um, the descri- uh, description. So go ahead and connect yeah. with Yuva. A great Jay Shetty certified coach you are finally we have a quick fire well it's not quick I'll just call it the five questions the five last questions that I always ask my guests uh, are okay. you okay to to go along with this yeah sure cool, cool. Yeah, sure, yeah. okay first question is what is your favorite word my favorite word is empowerment wow yes awesome. empowerment question number two what are you currently reading or listening to Hmm, that's a very interesting so uh, interesting because I'm reading quite a few things today. Um, in fact, today I just got your book <laughs> after, after awesome. a, long, a long long wait, which is uh, what's the title again? Yeah, authentic. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to read that. As the first Do you have story, it there? Um, Do you have it there? Can Can you show to the camera? Yeah, sure, you mind sure. showing it to the camera? Yeah, sure, sure. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so the, now that's the, that's in in Malaysia right now. Yes, the cover with the denim jeans. Awesome, <laughs> like very nice. awesome. Very original, yeah. So I'm looking forward to read this. And the first story I'm going to read is your story. Oh, thank you. Right to your story. 
And this is one, which I just got today. Second one is um, the latest Robin Sharma book, which is like the Daily Hero Manifesto. Mm. It is like yeah, which is like um, I'm looking forward to read that as well. So yeah, I think that's the the two books which I'm currently reading. Great, great, uh, excellent books. Uh, question yeah. number three: If you could meet someone either living or past, who would that be? Wow, just one. <laughs> mm. Okay, you're putting me on the spot because I, they, they are there definitely more than one people I want to meet. Whether they are alive sure, or dead. Sure, more than one. No worries. Oh. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Well, if it's alive, there are, there are two, uh, there are about three persons which I want to meet. First is definitely Jay Shetty. Because Jay Shetty, um, not just my my guru as well, but also basically changed my life for the better. Secondly is uh, my spiritual guru, which is Sadhguru. Sadhguru Jiki Vasudev, who is the Isha, Isha Foundation. Um, he has... Um, Help me to see life in a different way, and thirdly is our um, our fellow Malaysian, Vishen uh, Lakiani, the the founder of Mind Valley. Mm. I think I, I would like to have a, a cup of coffee with him and have a long conversation with him, if he's feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's so see, let's see, Vishen, yeah. uh, Jay, uh, if you're listening to this, Yuva is here. Please get in touch yeah. for that conversation. Yeah. And and then bro, um, for someone who's already deceased, and I feel really gutted to having missed to see him because being a teacher, you always long to be someone like Abdul Kalam sir, the late Abdul Kalam, the mm. which is the president of the late president of India. He basically um, he is the true emblem of um, simplicity and uh, the true a true um, you know sacrifice for the country, and also he's basically an educator. He basically educate to his very last breath. In fact, before he passed away, he passed away just after completing a speech in a school somewhere in India. And yeah, I find that really, really, and wow. I feel really gutted to to mm. miss the chance to meet him in person. So yeah, if I could turn back time, I would like to meet APJ Abdul Kalam sir. Wow, amazing, amazing list there. Thank you for sharing that. Um, number four, what advice would you give to the younger Yuva? If I could, you know, turn back time, like the like the song by Che. If I could turn back time, right? uh, okay. If I could turn back time, I will say, firstly, whatever happened now, good or bad, this thing should this thing should pass. There's wow. anything. There's anything is not permanent. Time. Time changes. Change is the only constant thing. Everything that everything which is alive changes. The only thing which doesn't change is six. Uh, if you are being six foot under, mm. right? If you think about it, so everything changes. There's no any permanent. There's no anything which is permanent. So everything should pass away. So just stay strong. Yes, yeah, yes. What you're going through is tough, but have faith in yourself. Love yourself. This this should pass. Excellent advice. Uh, we talk about resilience. Uh, we talk about empowerment. All these things that we talked about in this conversation is is um, is essentially your your advice to younger self. Awesome. So number five, the last one. What can we yeah. expect from Yuva in the next five years? Wow, <laughs> five years. 
Well, as of now, the short term is I'm trying to learn more about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And also, I want to learn more about Ho'oponopono because like, um, well, I have a very bad past, you know, like going after breakup and I was depression. So citing Ho'oponopono uh, makes me feel relieved and kind of like, you know, take me out of depression. So I want others to benefit from it. So I want to find a way how can I inculcate Ho'oponopono in, and also NLP in my coaching. And also within the next five years, I'm hoping to have a, you know, have my own coaching business up and running, you know, not just to serve um, Asia, but also any anywhere in the world who have been subjected to discrimination. Because I believe this topic of discrimination is a global thing. It's not just stuck to a certain country or certain region. So I believe in that way I serve the I can serve the world because I just want to quote. Um, I just want to quote uh, a famous quote by the late Muhammad Ali. He says, service is the rent that you pay for your time on it. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. It puts things into real, real perspective there yeah. of our time here on earth and the, the I guess, purpose. Yuva, thank you so much. That's been an absolute gem of a conversation. I want to thank you, Yuva, again. If you're listening to this, do contact Yuva. Follow him on Instagram on all the social media handles. We've run out of time. We've run out of yeah. time. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are tuning in. I just want to say a massive thanks. You know, Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about this podcast. If it has resonated with you, leave a review. And Yuva, any last uh, advice or words to the audience? My parting words to the audience this with me you know like anything which happened this will pass away you know just love yourself uh you know yourself better so do not let others dictate how you feel you should feel how you truly feel within you powerful thank you Uva. thank you everyone for listening until the next episode peace and love from me always and from Yuva. peace and love and care take care bye-bye bye-bye everyone Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are. My sincere hope is that this episode has not only resonated with you, but also given you some invaluable tips and strategies to improve your life. Don't forget to share your comments with me. As you know, I love to hear your views. Also remember to follow the Academy, follow me, my guests, and tag us on our social media handles, which will be provided in the description. Most importantly, please leave a review and let me know that you've heard this podcast and how it has impacted you. Until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy and peace and love from me always.